you ever heard of the expression, pride comes before a fall? What do you think it means? Hello everyone, I'm Kathleen Pelly. Welcome to Journey with Story. I'm sure many of you know that when we say pride comes before a fall, we simply mean that if you go around boasting about your success and how wonderful you are, something bad might happen to show you that you're actually not quite as good or wonderful as you boast that you are. Today's story is a fable. That's a kind of story which has a truth about life to tell us. It's really the story souvenir that I always ask you to look for in our stories. Well, this fable shows us how a lion and a gnat both learn that pride does indeed come before a fall. I hope you're all enjoying our podcast. And please, if you've not already done so, do take a moment to rate, review and share it with others. Now, let's take a journey with the lion and the gnat. Far away in Africa, where thick, lush forests and wild beasts abound, the shades of night swooped down, warning all the creatures that it was time to seek a resting place. All day long, the sun had been like a great burning eye, but now, after painting the western sky, crimson and scarlet and gold. He had disappeared into his fleecy bed. The various creatures of the forest had sought their holes and resting places. The last sound had rumbled its rumble, the last bee had mumbled his mumble, and the last bear had grumbled his grumble. Even the grasshoppers that had been chirping, chirping through all the long hours without a pause, at length had ceased their shrill music, tucked up their long legs, and settled into a deep sleep. There, on a nodding grass blade, a tiny gnat had made a swinging couch, and he too had folded his wings closed his tiny eyes and was fast asleep. Darker, darker, darker became the night until the darkness could almost be felt and over all was a solemn stillness as though some powerful finger had been raised and some powerful voice had whispered, Hush! Just when all was perfectly still, there came suddenly from the faraway depths of the forest, like the roll of thunder, a mighty roar. In a moment, all the beasts and birds were wide awake, and the poor little gnat was nearly frightened out of his little senses, and his little heart went pit-a-pat. He rubbed his tiny eyes with his feelers, and then peered all around, trying to see through the deep gloom as he whispered in terror, What was that? What do you think it was? 
Yes, a lion. A great big lion who, while most other creatures of the forest slept, was out hunting for prey. He came rushing and crashing through the thick undergrowth of the forest, swirling his long tail and opening wide his great jaws, and as he rushed, he roared. Presently, he reached the spot where the little net hung, panting at the tip of the waving grass blade. Now, the little gnat was not afraid of lines, so when he saw it was only a line, he cried out, Hey, stop, stop! What are you making that horrible noise about? The line stopped short, then backed slowly and regarded the gnat with scorn. Why, you tiny little mean insignificant creature, you! How dare you speak to me? He raged. Did I speak to you? repeated the gnat quietly. By the virtue of right, which is always greater than might. Why don't you keep to your own part of the forest? What right have you to be here disturbing folks at this time of night? By a mighty effort, the lion restrained his anger. He knew that to obtain mastery over others... One must be master over oneself. What right? He repeated in dignified tones. Because I am king of the forest. That's why I can do no wrong. For all the other creatures of the forest are afraid of me. I do what I please. I say what I please. I eat whom I please. I go where I please, simply because I am king of the forest. But who told you you were the king? demanded the gnat. Just answer me that. Who told me? roared the lion. Why, everyone acknowledges it. Don't I tell you that everyone is afraid of me? Indeed, cried the gnat disdainfully. Pray don't say all, for I am not afraid of you, and further I deny your right to be king. This was too much for the lion. He now worked himself into a perfect fury. You, you, you deny my right as king? I do, and what is more, you shall never be king until you have fought and conquered me. The lion laughed, a great lion laugh. But a lion laugh cannot be laughed at like a cat laugh, as everyone ought to know. Fight? Did you say fight? He asked. Whoever heard of a lion fighting a gnat? Here, out of my way, you atom of nothing. I'll blow you to the other end of the world. But though the lion puffed his cheeks until they were like great bellows and then blew with all his might, he could not disturb the little gnat's hold on the swaying grass blade. Ha, you'll blow all your whiskers away if you are not careful, said the gnat with a laugh. But you won't move me. And if you dare leave this spot without fighting me, I'll tell all the beasts of the forest that you are a 
afraid of me, and they'll make me king. Ha ha, roared the lion. Very well, since you will fight, let it be so. You agree to the conditions, then, the one who conquers shall be king? Oh, certainly, laughed the lion, for he expected an easy victory. Are you ready? Quite ready. Then go, roared the lion. And with that, he sprang forward with open jaws, thinking he could easily swallow a million gnats. But just as the great jaws were about to close upon the blade of grass where the gnat clung, what should happen but that the gnat suddenly spread his wings and nimbly flew, where do you think? Right into one of the lion's nostrils. And there he began to sting, sting, sting. The lion wondered and thundered and blundered, but the gnat went on stinging. He foamed and he moaned and he groaned. Still the gnat went on stinging. He rubbed his head on the ground in agony. He swirled his tail in furious passion. He roared, he spluttered, he sniffed, he snuffed. And still the gnat went on stinging. Oh, my poor nose, my nose, my nose. The lion began to moan. Come down, come down, come down. My nose, my nose, my nose. You're king of the forest. You're king, you're king. Only come down, my nose. So at last, the gnat flew out from the lion's nostril and went back to his waving grass blade while the lion slunk away into the depths of the forest with his tail between his legs, beaten and by a tiny gnat. What a fine fellow I am, to be sure, exclaimed the gnat as he proudly plumed his wings. I've beaten a lion, a lion. Dear me, I ought to have been king long ago. I'm so clever, so big, so strong. The gnat's frightened cry was caused by finding himself entangled in some silky sort of threads. While gloating over his victory, the wind had risen and his grass blade had swayed violently to and fro unnoticed by him. A stronger gust than usual had bent the blade downward, close to the ground, and then something caught it and held it fast, and with it the victorious gnat. Oh, the desperate struggles he made to get free. Alas, he became more entangled than ever. Can you guess what it was? Yes, a spider's web hung out from the overhanging branch of a tree. Then flipperty, flopperty, flipperty, flopperty, flop, flip, flop. Down his stairs came running Father Spider and quickly gobbled up the little gnat for his supper 
And that was the end of him. A strong lion, and what overcame him? A gnat, a clever gnat, and what overcame him? A spider's web. He who had beaten the strong lion had been overcome by the subtle snare of a spider's threat. So, do you see what I mean about this story really explaining how pride comes before a fall? Both the gnat and the lion learned that lesson, didn't they? I wonder if this story painted some images in your mind and heart. Then get busy drawing and send us your drawings at www.journeywithstory.com and maybe you can get a shout-out on our podcast. Cheerio then. Join me next time for Journey with Story. Music and post-production was by Colette Jonas.